re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season three of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. We are back. Took a nice little break. Had to get, get back in our bags, strategize. But uh, we're here and we're looking forward to a very fun season. Um, it's the boy, Armand. Um, what what hive am I this season? Things have changed so much in the WWE. Uh, Otis cut off all his facial hair, so I don't, I don't really know if I'm if I'm... <laughs> If I'm jacking it right now, um, yeah, I, I don't have a hive. I, I think I'm just gonna be a general fan of uh, of everything wrestling. Uh, yeah, so fellas, how, how y'all doing? What's good? It's your boy CC, best rapper producer in the whole wide world. Got body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent earth servant to the earth and philanthropist. At every phrase that I say is a gem, like amethyst. Even the fuck ups. You could put uh, any nigga next to me. Dope ass women. Right over there, like, you know, the guy that's like by the bar, but like behind him. I know he's tall, but if you look like behind you, yeah, that group over there, they're going to look at him like, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where the fuck my nigga Chan? I'm in mind forever, man. <laughs> I'm in mind forever. <laughs> you kind of look like uh, Malcolm Bivens now. That I I think s- about it. <laughs> That's probably why I like him. So I feel like we really we, see, we understand. Like when you see when you see a genius at work, mm-hmm. it's like you know how LeBron James be tweeting about basketball. It's like you know, yeah. That's how I feel like Malcolm Bivens when he's on Twitter mm-hmm. when he's doing his problems. Like you just see it. You just mm-hmm. see the artistry. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, die mind forever. Secondly. Um, shout out to Trick Williams, man. Shout yeah. out to Jive. Shout out to Roll Bounce. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Suckers, Badman Majamas. <laughs> shut your mouth. Just shout out to Trick Williams. Just, mm-hmm. just bring him back. You know, just you know, they they cut off the get down, but we got Trick Williams in return. So I mean, I think it all came out positive. You got to lose something to gain something. Absolutely correct. Uh, to kick off the season, we're not alone. We have one of the most notorious <laughs> critics. Of professional wrestling. Uh, you, yeah, I probably missed him on Twitter for a little bit, but he is back. He doesn't want to discuss demos or ratings, though. So do not bring any demo or ratings talk mm-hmm. this man's way. This is Mr. Visibility, a.k.a. graphic designer extraordinaire, a.k.a. critically acclaimed AEW analyst, a.k.a. the funniest IG stories on the Instagram app. He is a co-host of The War Report, co-host of Spot Callers, co-host of The G Show, a resident RNC member, uh, an overall dope dude. We got Cyrus here. Cyrus, how you feeling, man? <laughs> I love that. Uh... I love that entrance, especially the Instagram story part, because I was just like, oh, that's hard. Because <laughs> all the memes I post are very like precise situations that's just going on in my day to day. Like uh-huh. it's nothing that's very general for the people. But if you relate, that's weird. But uh, sorry to happen to you. Um, 
Yeah, don't talk to me about ratings or demos because I don't have cable, so therefore I do not contribute to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched everything anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm uh, happy to be here. I am so mad that uh, I overslept the last time I was supposed to be here. <laughs> I needed just, you that episode. I needed you, man. Just work was just kicking my ass, and I got home. I said, I'll take a little nap. I'll be here when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Ain't no little nap, man. <laughs> I woke Fox up and it was five nine hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up and it was nine o'clock, and I said, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> but I'm I'm happy to be here, and especially for Survivor Series. Um, Survivor Series is literally one of my favorite. Uh, it is my favorite pay per view because yeah. it's just a pickup basketball game. Yeah, like that's all it is. And then you know you can rep your brand if you want to, but I think everybody's just really repping themselves, proving that they're the best in the. Literally. Yeah, this is my favorite pay-per-view as well. And we are going to get into a bunch of Survivor Series talk later on the show. But uh, as we ask every RNC guy who comes through on the show, I'm I'm always so curious about how we all found one another. So I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get connected with all the RNC guys and go from, you know, just a Twitter follower to a friend to a contributor and Um, doing our graphics? So this is a funny story, and I don't even think I told Justin about this one. So. I got into I got into wrestling like uh you know a couple years ago 2015. I mm. followed Justin on Twitter. Didn't know who he was yet. I said this nigga's tweets are annoying, and I unfollowed. <laughs> and then um, around two years later, uh, Destiny Two came out, and then I was playing uh, with a mutual friend. And then Justin was just like, "Oh, he cool," and then he just followed me on Twitter. And I said, all right, I'll follow him back. And then that was it. And then, uh, you know, we both like wrestling and stuff like that. And then he was just like, um, I want you to be on the A show so we could talk about uh, Glow season two. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, OK, whatever. <laughs> that was just about it. And then uh, when I came up with the concept for Spot Callers, which was just like, I just like watching new things in the wrestling bubble since like I'm fairly new to it and there's like so much to explore. And I brought that to him, and he was just like, that's cool. What's the first episode? And I said, I want to watch this Japanese uh, deathmatch stuff. And he said, okay, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're here. (laughs) It's crazy to me you you started watching so recently because you were very Mm -hmm. very aware of like historical shit like like shit that like i don't even know like stuff in the 90s i feel like you're you're pretty hip Mm -hmm. to like so it must have been a pretty intense binge watching phase you had coming to wrestling Uh, late (laughs) so i came back like you know i'm always familiar with like the rock stone cold and you know all the uh all the icons in the industry and then you know i i just fell off video games and cartoons was really my shit Mm -hmm. and then you know, 2015, I was just bored and I saw everybody on the uh, on the TL talking about WrestleMania. I said, where can I watch? Mm. I turn it on and the first face that I see is a familiar face. It was the Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Not the full match because I feel like that probably would have turned me off. <laughs> but, um, the uh, Zombies was coming. Uh, I thought that was whole, I thought that was really cool. And then, you know, I caught like the tail end of it, like that last part of the match. Mm. And then rusev came out in that tank versus john cena another familiar face and i was like that's that's crazy this entrance yeah. hard as fuck mm-hmm. and then john cena came out with the wild patriotic joint and i was just like i don't know about this one <laughs> um but i think what like kind of cemented me in the whole thing was the main event where seth rollins kind of came in stole it stole the show and then when he started like swinging the belt with the fireworks going off i was like 
oh this, this hard yeah. <laughs> that, like mm-hmm. i love that image a lot because that was like what sunk me in and then my friend who gave me his wwe network password rest in peace to the website um he was just like oh you could just watch it just use it whenever and i was just like well shit i'm not really watching anything else because you know i didn't really i like fell off anime and all the other stuff i was watching i was just like playing video games most of my time mm-hmm. and i found a reddit page it's called square square circle three uh 366 and it just had a list of matches every day of just classics mm. every day i was watching a classic and like I, I wouldn't say i watched all you know 366 of those but i would watch like you know let's say it had like edge uh edge undertaker um at the wrestlemania i'd watch wow. the full show i love that show so instead of like really watching individual matches, I'll see names that I was like familiar with and then I'll watch the full show. And that's how I just got familiar with everything. Mm. Love yeah. that. Love that. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, we definitely want to plug our Patreon where you can hear Cyrus and Quan on the World Report. You can hear bonus A-show content. You can hear Spot Callers. Legendary Run will be coming soon with Batista. It's a Batista season. Um, and plenty other uh, content from the A-show RNC. So make sure you tap into that. But as you know, our first segment for Rewriters Room is the pre-write. So we've taken taken some time off. A lot has happened. We missed a draft. We missed Crown Jewel. Um, we were not recording during Extreme Rules. So there's definitely a lot to catch up on. So I want to ask, and we can start with our guest, you know, and he he's the big NXT AEW correspondent. So would love his mm-hmm. perspective on those. Uh, so what have you liked or disliked about the WWE or AEW within the last two months? um so for wwe stuff that i've liked is nxt 2.0 obviously um i love the sort of mentor system that it's falling under like you know everybody like gets like a mentee like every veteran that was part of you know that was there for like two two years and some change you see them really work with like you know a lot of these uh younger uh younger talents and stuff like that or like fairly new talents People who are like extremely athletic, like they're athletic already. They mm-hmm. just need to get comfortable in the ring. That's it. And I love that. It really just reminds me of like high school where you would get, uh, you know, after school program. <laughs> so I thought that was really, uh, really cool stuff. And uh, toxic attraction. I didn't think they, uh, I didn't think that this pairing would be at the top. Mm-hmm. Like I think that, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they would get to the top so fast, but they're, uh, they're here and diamond mine as well. Love diamond mine. Just some of the most talented people. And they have like some of the greatest mentees, uh, the Creed brothers, uh, Ivy Niles, who I think should get a lot more, but, uh, we'll see what happens with her. I, I have faith. I definitely see the potential, but you know, her being a woman with a stable full of men, might not be the best for her mm. um and obviously uh carmelo hayes man love it i, I love nxt 2.0 um raw or smackdown i really couldn't tell you i haven't <laughs> if i don't have to watch it then i don't <laughs> like i'm a wrestling fan but i'm the video game player first mm. um on the aew front i know this might seem like the list is going to be short but 
I do like that Hangman Page finally won the title. I think oh that's boy, fantastic. shit! <laughs> Fine, he finally did. Oh, it. nice. Thank you. Um, I'm <laughs> glad that happened. I went to an AEW show in Miami not too long ago. I thought that was Wait, very when? fun. Um, it was, I think, about three weeks ago now. Um, oh, okay. It's, All right. it's, I was about it's to say, the I'm show about to... where Hangman Page cut that amazing cowboy shit promo. Mm, and gotcha. I was there for it live, and I was just like, the crowd was like in silence. Like, they, they, like he really had him in the palm of his hands. That was really cool to see. Um, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson, mixed bag, but I'm liking it for the most part. I really uh, like what he's doing out there. Jamie Hayter um, on the women's division. I wish they could. Uh, I wish her everything the best uh, and more in that division. I know it might be uh, hard and tough, but I think she could make it out. And that's it for the AEW front. What I don't like about AEW is literally everything else. <laughs> um, NXT, I think uh, it's not that I hate it. But it's something that we have to get used to. It's just like, when are takeovers? When are there big shows? When are, when are we getting our big pay-per-views? Like, I know well, we don't, yeah, don't want to... Uh, yeah, they have to earn it. But <laughs> still, it, it's so weird for NXT to like weird, not yeah. have a big show during these big you know seasons. Yeah, like I'm surprised that we're getting a War Games, although it doesn't have the NXT... Uh, I mean, uh, the TakeOver um name on it so i'm just like what, what are we doing here i'm very worried about that the big shows uh the tag team division on uh nxt is really odd as well mm-hmm. not a big fan of that we we just have some of the weirdest dudes like um I, I just call them country. I just call them country niggas because that's really all they are. <laughs> two whites. Yeah, 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 that's literally Boom, white niggas. rock or something. Like, yeah, I don't even know they, their names. Just white and white. Yeah. Yeah, Josh they're, and they're John, just, whatever the fuck their names are. Yeah, uh, Josh Briggs, and I forget the other dude's name, yes. who I guess is like yeah. his mentee or whatever. And I'm just like, you have to do more than I'm tough and I could beat people up. Dog, you're in the wrestling business. Mm. And you're now. also not that big. Like there are big. I'm saying, people, like, <laughs> y'all are so big. If y'all was all both like Omasa size, okay, like, you, you, you are tough. But it's like y'all if are you just kind of like Trick Williams is towering over both of you. Like you're not that yeah, tough. Like, uh, <laughs> like um, what is it? Uh, the Creed brothers like literally yeah. tower over them. They, yeah, and they can really like wrestle. Two, <laughs> if there were like two Samoans, like then I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah you guys are exactly. big dudes, but you know, it kind of is what it is with them. I don't think there's many legs uh, to their gimmick or whatever they do. And then um, some of the stuff involving the women on NXT, like it is a really good women's division, but I think that there aren't a lot of possible challengers that actually makes me believe that they want or that they can beat Mandy Rose in them. Mm. Because Mm. yes, everybody's a great wrestler, but not everybody's a great character. And that's what NXT 2.0 is really focusing on. Yeah. So, Godspeed to Kaylee Ray. I think we already the writing's on the wall. Yeah. It's just <laughs> uh, a way to that, get. That's it. all. Yeah. That, uh, that's all for me. Word. Chan, how about you, bro? Uh, so I'll start with what you already mentioned, cowboy shit. Um, I think like I'm a simple guy, as you know, as a leader of the mid card mafia. There's a few things I really hold near and dear to my heart. Um, first and foremost, I love a gimmick. I love a I love a guy 
in an outfit that kind of doesn't really go with anything. So you hadn't, first off, I was like, Hangman, don't know. Don't know if I like that name. Felt racist. Mm. Then I did some research. I'm like, okay, this is more of a not, like I'm hang- lynching people. It's like a cowboy thing, whatever the fuck. Okay, <laughs> here for a gimmick. Pop on AW last uh, weekend. I see a guy riding a horse through a city. Second thing I love is an entrance. I love a I love a spectrum. Even I will admit, I really do not like Raquel Gonzalez when she came in on that motorcycle. <laughs> it did something for me. I was like, I oh wish, man. I wish it was a cooler motorcycle. It's a, it is it, quite it, big. It seems like the it's the it's the old it's the old it's the old man motorcycle. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's, a it's, big it's ass chopper. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so I love an entrance. I love a chant. So like you said, during the promo when he like when he comes back and that's cowboy shit. I'm like. I already know what that means, but that's kind of fucking cool because everyone's mm-hmm. yelling it. I'm into it. We're all into it, having fun. And I love a ladder match. He won a ladder match. I was sold. I was into it. Finally got to watch it. Because because you you watch a lot of AEW. And the one thing I say about AEW, a lot of it's inside jokes. So you hear a lot about like mm-hmm. how great Adam Page is, but I don't, I hadn't really watched a lot. I don't watch like any wrestling. So I've really heard like seen him actually wrestle outside of like going out and finding something on YouTube that was obviously a great match. That's like, I'm Googling his great matches. So obviously it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. okay, he's cool. But like, I'm not going to lie. I was sold a bill of goods on Kitty Omega. I was like, y'all told me this guy was the next greatest thing. And like, what is Matt Riddle not doing that Kitty Omega? Doing? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. so Hangman Page, I was glad to see him kind of hit, you know, him kind of do some cool stuff. I'm hoping that like AEW with a champion that I kind of get behind because Jericho has his whole thing. I just can't really. I, Jericho is he's moved far so far away from the character I knew growing up as an actual person that I really can't like root for Jericho that way. Like obviously, like I have like nostalgia for him, but I never really could. Moxley was always just like okay, like he kind of get on my nerves. And then like I said, Kenny Omega were the hit. So hopefully this will be the AEW champion that we can actually push forward, do some cool new stuff with that's not just like rerunning back being the elite for the thousandth time. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, kind of a, not to double try about things you say. Last thing I'll say about WWE, besides you know my favorite son, Triple H and the Creed Brothers, is I was I don't know if happy is the right word, but I was glad to watch Crown Jewel and not feel like so disgusted by it. Like it was nice, like they showed the shots of the kids and the women, and it's like <laughs> oh, okay, like there there maybe are some redeeming qualities to this event because for a while the first ones you're watching, I'm like these matches aren't good. You mm-hmm. almost killed Shawn Michaels. This feels kind of gross. Feels like a money grab. <laughs> and then now you're like, okay, at least you guys are putting effort into it now. It's like looking presentable. There's more to it than just like, you know, Titus O'Neil falling under shit. Like it, it just seemed like they're putting more effort into these shows. So I'm just being like, literally, we're going to send six of y'all over to Saudi Arabia, make some money, come home. It seems like they're really trying to make it a pay-per-view. So I did enjoy that. A nice, you know, Thursday afternoon rendezvous. Um, with Roman Reigns, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. CC. Um, yeah. So to go off what Cyrus was saying earlier, like the year that brought him in is the year that brought me back to all of this stuff, and um, and the years since, um, you know, I've seen some some good builds to some Survivor Series. So what the fuck gives, bro? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going on right now? Like, fam. I, I'm watching this and I'm like in my head, like last week. No, no, no. I was I was yeah, I was watching the this past Friday's SmackDown and this past Friday, uh, this past Monday's like Raw slash like skipping through it and then the week before or whatever. And I'm like, um, 
I'm like, isn't there like a pay per view? You know, gonna be gonna be like sometime near. And this is not even me like clocking, like checking, because I know the date. I'm legit wondering. But I'm wondering because I don't fucking check dates because I'm just busy all the time or whatever. But the one thing I do check is this wrestling show every fucking week. And I still don't know when the fucking pay-per-view was going to be. Fam, what are we doing here? Are we selling? Are we trying to sell tickets, my nigga? Like, what's going on, bro? (laughs) Like, fam, we got like Drew McIntyre going out and challenging random people every week. Cool. All right. You know, that's fun. We get it. He's still going to be the big destroyer guy. So when it's time to put him on Team SmackDown, everybody understands why he's there. And then, you know, there can be the little thing where he has to stare down with whoever he has to stare down with afterwards or during. Fine. Cool. We get it. Like all the other new people that you're trying to bring in, the new tag teams and all that shit. That's cool. Raw, I see what you're doing there or whatever. You realize that you only got a fucking handful of interesting shit and you're going to put that story out there as much as you can. I totally fucking get it or <laughs> whatever. Do what you got to do or whatever. And also, aside, I thought it was really fucked up that Roman got on air and said that Raw sucked as as a fucking fellow employee of the company that shit was that shit was crazy hey you got a problem with it cms is yeah, bro. Yeah. ain't no fellow employee that's your first mistake. i'm not your fellow employee yeah. i'm the head of the table that's your first mistake yeah not the second. But, but yeah like i say all that to say it's just like bro like from down to like the actual like i get down to the actual event because that's what the core and like the whole foundation is of all the other shit in the first place you're trying to sell tickets so the fact that you're not even attended to that part is worse on top of the fact that you're not attended to the part that's on top. What the fuck is going on with these stories and shit or whatever? Why the fuck is Omos just coming out randomly and attacking people just because AJ's on vacation or whatever because he put in a lot of... Like, we get it. Niggas go on vacation, bro. Like, niggas mm. is hip to, like, how this shit goes. You can say that and shit could be good or whatever. Like, it's just mad random shit happening right now or whatever. And they're like trying to build storylines in a way, but they're like half-assing it. And the problem is, is we're going into Survivor Series, which is just going to go right into um, uh, uh, TLC and... Um, no, actually, and, um, it's day one. Then I'm, I'm sorry, no, uh, uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, that's the main one I'm, I'm thinking about. Going into yeah. fucking Royal Rumble. Like, we're about to be going into, like, Royal Rumble. And, like, around that time, like, we already know what's going to happen around that time. That's probably the time that they're going to have Brock and Roman go at it because Roman Rumble marks about the date that Roman would need in order to beat Brock's uh, Brock's thing. But, like, outside of Roman and, like, what's around Roman, like, bro, there's no fucking bill for, like, anybody's shit. And I'm trying to figure out, like, can I take a break and not watch this for two months and come back and expect something good because I know these people got a few... I, I don't know or whatever. And this is the kind of thing where I brought this up in the beginning when I said like 2015 brought me back. Part of the reason why I left in the first place is because like I think Armand, you started watching as I was like leaving or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I had a reference point for what I liked or whatever. And then I saw that shit going another way. And I said, hold on a second. I don't know if you're going to be able to keep me. What I'm saying right now is for the last like six years, I've seen y'all build some shit up or whatever. Like I saw y'all make the mistakes and go through the whole social media area era or whatever, trying to figure out exactly how to get this shit right or whatever. And I felt like, you know, 
around 2017, y'all starting to hit y'all stride or whatever. People was going crazy or whatever. And then, you know, 2020, y'all had y'all got around it, figured it the fuck out and started going crazy. All 2021 was looking good or whatever. But now that we ending this shit going into 2022 or whatever, it's very, very clear that you guys have like plans that you want to see for certain superstars or whatever. But the problem is, is we're watching this shit until you get there. Can you please remember mm-hmm. that? That's all yeah. I'm asking, <laughs> man. Like, bro, because what the fuck? Yeah, no, I mean, bro, you make a great point. Like, I, I, as I told you before we started recording, I haven't watched SmackDown for the last like month, but there's a difference. Like, months ago when I was missing SmackDown, I felt like I was missing something. So I would go and I would watch it the very next day. Exactly. These days, when I check the clips, I'm like, oh, I I didn't really miss much. Like, Justin talked about it on the A show. This whole Roman thing, like the fact everything's got to go through Roman, we love him. He's an incredible character. But at this point, it's like, it's a it's, it's a little much. It's a little tired. Ti- it's a little tired. I'm a little exhausted from it. We're seeing Uso's new day again. Great pairing, but we don't really need that again. Yes, it's it's a different iteration of the Usos. It's a it's a King Woods and all that. But it's just like I I don't feel that desire to watch SmackDown. Like I, I think the SmackDown run where it was the the show has ended. Like I've been watching Raw every week because the way my schedule works out and Raw's been Raw's been good. It's been actually been enjoyable. They took a bunch of new faces from SmackDown. They've got a, a, some of them doing interesting things. Like you said, there are some random storylines going, but um, yeah, like it, it's at a really weird place. And as Cyrus said, I agree. Like Survivor Series is my favorite pay-per-view. Last year, you know, it was the pandemic, Thunderdome era. So we understand why they couldn't do the invasion angle or whatever. But this year it's like, yo, but people is vax. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all are traveling. Like there, there's audience there. Like y'all can do a lot more interesting stuff than you're doing right now. Like we kind of know. Roman's messing with the New Day. That's going to lead to the Big E thing. We know they're fighting. Cool. That's really been the only interaction, like near cross-branded interactions that we've seen. And it's like last year we got we got the Roman Drew thing. We had Street Profits and New Day, Big E, you know, messing around with the Street Profits, and that's it. It's like someone on Twitter said, and I would love your perspective on this. They feel like Money in the Bank is taking Survivor Series's place as one of the core four pay-per-views. And if we look at how much they're oh, investing. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, like they're investing a lot in money in the bank. Money in the bank is like now happening in, in arenas and stadiums and just like the, the last money in the bank pay-per-view, that, that was when they brought the audience back. And that's when John Cena came and all that. So it's like, wow, to see my favorite pay-per-view, like one of the ones that they really prioritized kind of just fall off like this. It it it's it kind of hurts to see, man. It's it's tough. Um it's tough. About about the money in the bank thing, I definitely think that. Well, I always felt like Money in the Bank was always bigger than Survivor Series because <laughs> Money in the Bank, or like a what, like whoever wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, can actually change a lot. Yeah. Uh, for the current landscape, Survivor Series, you win. So what? Yep. Sure. <laughs> that was that, that was, was honestly that was always my thing. Like with yeah, Survivor Series, point. and it, it's it's like, barely bragging rights. You yeah. don't get a trophy. You don't get nothing. And I think like they the do a lot games. more. Like, gives a fuck. Yeah, I I think you do a lot. Uh, they do a lot more when the brand loses than when the brand actually wins. Yeah. Like imagine if like they had the 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 five on five or whatever, and then you know a certain amount of people or maybe just one person had to get cut. That oh, stinks, bro. nigga. Bro, like, I thought of it already. <laughs> Some kind of stakes. <laughs> that was my main point was that the issue with Survivor Series, because I like Survivor Series too, um, is that there's no stakes to it. Royal Rumble has stakes. Money in the Bank has stakes. WrestleMania is supposedly like the Super Bowl. It has stakes. Mm-hmm. There's no stakes in Survivor Series. Once they start doing the invasion, when it was still like 
um, like people's just personal beefs. Obviously, that has mm-hmm. to like team Randy versus team Triple H. That's its own thing. But I think what you need to do. And I was thinking about because because the hard thing is that tri- Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank basically already have like the same incentive. Kind of you get a title shot at some point in the future. And so Survivor Series has to be a bit different, but that's really the only thing you would really want to wrestle for as like the wrestlers. If there was some like brand incentive, like you can go two ways. I was thinking you could have a figurehead, just team captain, pick the teams and there's an incentive for that person. So like the GM of SmackDown, like if we win, we get WrestleMania's main event. So we need to win Survivor Series or you do something where it's like the individual winners of the team, which I think would be more interesting personally become the number one contender and mm. or contenders and they get a match the next show. So for example, if Drew and Randy are the sole survivors, they face Biggie on Monday. If Finn, Jay and Jimmy are all the sole survivors back down, they face Roman on Friday. And I think that's a quick way where you don't have to write some long ass like storyline like you do with WrestleMania or Money in the Bank where you kind of have this thing, but you get a quick payoff and it makes sense why anyone cares. I think what really happened is that the invasion stuff kind of peaked in 2018. Like with the Becky Lynch moment, oh, there's just no, it's, they, they it's can't not getting that any anymore. That. So they're not going to, so it's like, why even try? I feel like that's honestly where they're at. It's like, why even try? There's mm-hmm. no way for us to be cooler than that. We now, I think they're honestly going to start focusing more on the title versus title match and the actual like elimination match will kind of be secondary. Because you see now, that's like, me. they talk about Roman and Biggie, all they talk about it, they don't really talk about like team raw. Like the team captains do the thing where they're like, I'm the leader, but like, the actual like stuff like on Raw right now, I mean, it's breaking the fourth wall. It was just this big six man tag match with Biggie and the Usos, Randy Orton, Riddle, and Seth Rollins. Like that's that's where the actual Survivor Series heat I think is going to go forward. And if they bring in NXT, they might do that again. But I think you'll start seeing the champion versus champion matches become a big thing. And personally, I like prefer um, the like personal five on five matches like mm-hmm. my favorite survivor series is 2001 that was like the wwf versus alliance outside of that the whole raw versus smackdown thing like you said doesn't really mean anything to me so mm-hmm. i i can't see a point where they maybe start going like wwe versus nxt for the five on five matches and do it that way like new guys versus the old guys but i just feel like the whole height of team raw versus team smackdown that's that just day is past mm-hmm. that day is gone yeah uh and then just i i do agree like they do need an incentive, like to make us like really believe something is really going to change post Survivor Series. But uh, initially, like before you brought up your point, I I really did like Survivor Series because it was the All Star Game. It was just vibes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, who's the best know, wrestler? It was, yeah, it, it was sort of just like who's the better wrestler on which brand, or you know, possibly like dream matches or you know anything of the sort. Like when I uh, like I saw Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. Like, right. Fuck the story. Exactly. <laughs> give it a yeah, it's hard, um, it's hard. <laughs> but if they do if people want to like look down on survivor series that's fine you know if you don't want to look at it as a big three that's fine but it's all-star weekend baby that that's all it is and that's <laughs> all it's ever going to be uh to me yeah. and i do they just can't really make us believe that it's going to be for brand loyalty when you had the draft. Like, yeah, they just, they just yeah. got it. <laughs> the whole yeah. raw team is SmackDown it, guys. <laughs> like if, if the draft was like, like, let's say in like May, cause what the fuck happens in May? Nothing the draft should be after WrestleMania. I don't understand why it's not like that. Doesn't yeah. that never make any sense. It, to me. It, at least like, it's like at least like two months after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You had the big payoff so, show. Uh, now switch it up and let's get into new shit. Like that seems like yeah. a very logical track. Yeah. So you you just can't get me to really care about like the brand supremacy or like keeping up like whatever. They could keep up with points if they want to, but like as far as an an incentive for like these teams to win, shit, it might. They barely elaborate that on the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could do fake money, but it's like, okay, so like, who cares if Kevin Owens makes a hundred thousand? Like, oh, who gives a shit? Like, oh, it's yeah. hard to think of stuff that they could write in that would make he them makes actually one want six, to win. One sixteenth of his contract uh, yeah, uh, on like, his Survivor okay. Series match. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And you yeah. can't do anything like, like, because the wrestlers wouldn't even care if it's like, okay, Team SmackDown now gets the WrestleMania main event. It's like, well, why the fuck does like. Finn Balor care about that like I don't care like if I'm not in it who yeah. cares like I, I want to win for me mm-hmm. and so I think you said like mm-hmm. it needs it needs to they should honestly lean into just I mean this is like a, a larger WWE construct but if they had some type of like not even like a power ranking system but something that they could just easily be like okay it's November here's my five best guys like these are the five mm-hmm. best guys and, and Raw could do the same thing and it was very clearly like no this is just what yeah. it is it's our five versus your five that would even be more interesting and then, um, you know, if they want to, like, run a little story or whatever, you can have, like, oh, here's my best five guys. And then they try to, you know, Sonya Deville or Adam Pierce tries to approach them to be part of the Survivor Series team. And they say, yeah. no, I don't want yeah. that. And then yep. that, that's your story or whatever for three weeks before they say, oh, I'm going to join. Or going into the pay-per-view, they're just like, is he going to show up? Yes or no? Right. And then, you Oh, know, I need you. Pull, what do you uh, need? I want a title shot if I'm on the team. Like, some shit like that. Like, some yeah, real yeah, negotiation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. This this felt very lazy this year. Just to know. and the, like the qualifying matches can be annoying sometimes, but at least it's like all right, like there's there's some kind of story to it. But oh, I think I was thinking about that too. I think why they didn't do. I mean, I don't know why the fuck they didn't do that. But I would. I think part of it was honestly, I feel like they because they just had King in the Ring, they didn't want to do that again. Mm. Like I feel like they re- relatively recently had a bunch of qualifying matches. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, who, who are we going to run those matches back? We're going to switch the combination. I feel like it's always a weird thing because it's like, yes, you obviously do want stuff on social media. Like social media is a massive part. So you do want to drive eyes to that, but it's like, is this what you're driving eyes to? It just felt like, <laughs> like, Oh wow. You're really just giving us the teams right now. We're just doing this. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, like it was just like, felt like, announcing I... the show or something at least like, yeah, that also, like, I'm not really, like, bothered by them just announcing teams. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, like, you announce teams, like, two, like, three weeks before the pay-per-view. Like, did you guys, like, it? because, uh, what is it, Crown Jewel happened? Yeah. And then, like, two weeks after, then they were just like, oh, shit, Survivor Series. <laughs> oh, oh, go tweet, go tweet, Basically. go tweet, go tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they just said, all right, line up. And then they just pick people. That's yeah. it. And I, then just um, and then just don't have the barely have the guys interact with one another. No cross yeah. interactions. Like they should do. Um, like the NBA doesn't have the team captains pick the teams on a different thing. Like have them like a little video. It can be let, let Seth Rollins. Fake draft. Yeah, say Seth Rollins and Randy Orton in a room just talking through a big board would be hilarious for like fifteen minutes thrown on YouTube. <laughs> like just hearing their different explanations for things or like them trying to make trades. Like you could really make that into like its own 10 minute say, if you really want to do the social thing, you could make that like a thing mm-hmm. on social. That's kind of funny. And like people can get to, but yeah, it was just random. Mm-hmm. It was just like, there was even no like preamble. It was just like, if you were on Twitter at four o'clock on Sunday, you saw it. And if you were at church, <laughs> you just did it. You just popped out when you got out of church. Like, it was just like, Oh, like I just happened to be watching like football. I was probably looking up like a fantasy football injury. 
and just happened yeah. to be on Twitter and yeah. saw that like, oh, Seth Rollins is on Team Team Raw. Cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, so for our, our free ride, we basically got to most things. But uh, man, WWE has been pushing this Dwayne the Rock Johnson content like it is. Crack in the 80s. Like we're we're, <laughs> we're seeing return montages. He's the first episode of the Ruthless Aggression doc. We're seeing the throwback pictures. Like, yeah, Matt Riddle Ooh, with the, yeah. like who y'all fooling, bro? Just say it. Just announce the match at this point. <laughs> so that, Damian Priest Loki looks just like The Rock, too. It, it was, was like yeah, uncanny. It like, was great. And and Rhea, she was she she was, Rhea had me feeling hey. things. Anyways, uh, <laughs> whoever put that fit on, uh, whoever made uh, riddle my via bread, they yeah. need their ass beat with the hair. Bro. I said, are you dare off? should have asked Montez to do it or some shit. Oh my god, I had him looking crazy. Honestly, uh, but you know, uh, it's pretty clear that he's likely going to be showing up at Barclays for Survivor Series. So. The assumption is he's going to show up in some way and interact with Roman and set up a future WrestleMania matchup. Do you guys see any other potential way or moment where The Rock shows up and talks to anyone else? Maybe puts over a newer talent on the roster or something like what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, he, go ahead. He's he's going to have like mad vignettes yeah. uh, backstage, just like Raw or SmackDown, just walking like. Priest is gonna oh be. Oh my doing god, something. I met the rock. Yeah, they're gonna see all yeah, that. Type like of shit. Priest yeah. is gonna be doing something and the rock's gonna pass by and be like, Yeah, hey, I like what you're doing out there. And then like <laughs> keep it pushing. Like there's gonna be a lot of that. It's gonna be a thing with and him then, and uh, Becky with the manhandle slam, like 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 the mm-hmm. new move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if they wanna ha- I don't see the rock being on the show a lot, but if they do, maybe they can just like have something like I don't like you. I, I guess you don't. You don't really give him a match before the Roman match. I think that'd be stupid and silly. But um, just have him interact with the roster just a, like a lot on the show. Like maybe like our uh, truth is like trying to like talk to the Rock, but like the Rock is like you know he's always late or never on time or something. You know, our truth, our truth, calling like Stone Cold or some shit. Like, just like hey, Stone <laughs> yeah, Cold. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what would be fire? I, I was thinking about this when he was riding. What would be like really fire is if Roman you know, beats Big E with whatever kind of chicanery he does. And he gets on the mic. He's like, I know a lot of y'all been talking. It's supposed to be the Rock's day, but it's my show. So if you want to come back, you come back and see me properly. Mm. And like, just just like, I Roman like calls him like, check. Yeah, like, because I think a lot of times you get the returns, like John Cena returned, but I think it would be fire if Roman was like, no, I know what y'all want. And like, kind of like John Cena was like, I want to face The Undertaker. He was like, no, no, no. I know what y'all want. Y'all think The Rock is going to stop me and he can't. Y'all think the rocks will come back here and beat me, and he's not because he's washed. He's you know red, whatever thing you want to do, he's too busy. But I think that that would be a nice twist on that angle because a lot of times it's like the old guy comes back to show your place. But if Roman was like, no, I don't care. Like I'm Roman Reigns, and I know what y'all are saying. I know this is the Rock Survivor Series. That don't mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I'll knock over these little mm-hmm. Rock statues. I'll tear down the little posters. Like I'm like I'm the big dog, and kind of have that aspect to it, where eventually the Rock has to come. Because I think part of it, too, is like you said, you don't want to have to rock to have to wrestle. You almost want him to be like to build to the point where it's like, no, we need the rock to stop mm-hmm. Roman. Like we need him. Not the rock doesn't need us, but we need him. I think that would be fire. Mm-hmm. Does do y'all think the rock stops Roman? <sighs> At this point, yes. At this point, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man, not in like, my mind's eye. It makes Come on, sense. Vince. Come on, it, Vince. Make it, a call, Vince. Mm-hmm. 
it makes sense, but we've just had so many situations. We thought John Cena was going to be the guy and that he got cooked. We thought Brock was going to be the guy and Roman, you know, escaped. He, he didn't beat him decisively, he escaped. So every time I put faith in in the guy who it seems like it makes sense for Roman to lose to, it don't happen. So I, I, you, I don't know, man. Like, I think the only way it happens is if he comes out at Survivor Series after Roman beats Big E and then Roman, like, beats Rock's ass and then Rock goes away for, like, a couple months and then comes back for Mania. Then it's like, okay, there's that redemption story. But even then, man. If the ass whooping keep you out for four months. (laughs) First off, first off, Black add him. Black Adam kept him out for four months. <laughs> he just had oh, to get dude. back in town <laughs> around WrestleMania season. That's mm-hmm. that's what that was. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I just think also, like, if he, hypothetically speaking, he has this WrestleMania moment with The Rock, beats The Rock, one, are you have The Rock do the John Cena thing again because he's already done that, and two, then who then who are we having to beat him? Like, is Shawn Michael going to have to call God again? Are we going to have to go that angle and have Jesus Christ defeat Roman Reigns? Because at certain points, like, uh-huh. Becky Lynch cannot be the universal champion and the Raw Women's Champion. I know that's what Vince <laughs> really wants to happen, but she can't be both. So, like, you have to have someone be um, Roman. Someone which, else has to be. Well, which brand is Drew McIntyre on? SmackDown. SmackDown now. Hey, Amen. It'd be kind of no, crazy. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. It'd probably, it'd, it'd, it'd kinda, it would <laughs> uh, probably go crazy. Give, here's give the thing. me main here's event the thing. Jimmy Uso again before you give me fucking Drew McIntyre. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that was nasty. That was nasty. You know, why, I've why never seen you? it for Drew. Never seen it for I was. Him. I was just going to cool say part of the reason why part Drew, of the reason why I hate SmackDown. Oh, no. I was going to say the part of the reason why I hate SmackDown is because... um. Fucking, uh, they got Drew in these squash smashes, but at the same time, I know why they got Drew in the squash smashes because they trying to remind everybody out that motherfucker that he'd beat anybody ass. Mm-hmm. They trying to keep him as that, you know, keep him on that level. So when it's time to pull the Roman trigger, yeah, it's time. So like, I honestly can't see anything for like next year. Like honestly, um, I think the way Cyrus described it is exactly how it's gonna happen. I don't give a fuck about next year or the year after, or maybe even the year after that but possibly the year after that and potentially and more than likely the year after that, I'm talking like probably like four years from now, give me motherfucking Dwayne stay healthy for at least five more years. Stay healthy in ring shape, please. For five more years. I need Tez versus the rock. I need it. I need it. I need it. I like that. I need it. That's the need it. And I need it. The rock interaction with the street profits. That is the match. That is not a match. That is the match. Montez, I need it. I that need is it. that is the WrestleMania moment. Oh my not, god! Not even that. Uh, just ta- just tag. Just have the Street Profits tag with uh with the Rock. I think that I, that'd be good enough for me. Shit, that I like that. Too. <laughs> oh my god! Street Profits and the Rock versus the uh Bloodline. Oh, yeah. Millions and millions yeah. of the Street Profits and the Rock's fans. Those oh prom- god, those man. promos promos those- are going bananas dog uh this might be unpopular i think the only thing like i i feel like finn is not done (laughs) and i know people feel like finn is done after the way he lost at extreme rules i have a bold prediction two bold predictions he could potentially win the upcoming rumble 2022 royal rumble if not that he wins money in the bank after wrestlemania 38 coming up wins money in the bank after wrestlemania 38 Cashes in on Roman somehow. Valor in the bank. Those, those are my two two predictions. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it's not over for him. 
I, I, I just don't believe it's overfitting. So those are two things that I can see. I'm saying I'm on the show now. I, I, I've been holding them in for a while. I want to get here and say it because uh, we've we, we predicted a lot of things. We, we predicted Drew Goldberg. We predicted Big E as WWE champion. We, we predicted a lot of things on the show. So uh, let's let's hope for Finn to uh, to rise up and do his thing. But we are here for the main event with Rock discussion in mind. We want to take it back several, several, several years to the Rock's debut. So, Cece, will you lead us to the promised land for our rewrite? We in the 90s. Y'all know what that means. It's old man CC time, niggas. Uh, welcome to old man CC time with CC. Hello, I'm CC. Um, we are going to go ahead and get into the story of a young man named Dwayne Douglas, Douglas Johnson. I apologize for messing up your name, my good sir. But um, no, I mean, you know, The Rock is probably, you know, a lot of specifically niggas and not just black people, but niggas favorite wrestler. <laughs> Top one. <laughs> for, for a lot of reasons, because he talked like a pale, you know, and then wrestled like a motherfucker out this bitch. So like, you know, he cold as hell. But um, but yeah, no, my um, my guy is from one of the greatest wrestling families in the world. Um, I'm not going to bother to go ahead and try to pronounce it every time I do. I fuck it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he went to U of Miami, played football, ended up winning a, a, a championship when he was out there or whatever. After that, he wanted to get started in wrestling. Pat Patterson got him to try out a little bit or whatever. He was, um, he signed on, did a couple matches with the WWF, but he went to uh, Jerry Lawler's actually promotion <laughs> for a bit where he, and I would love for him to, to pick up this name if he had to actually wrestle against Roman Reigns. Where he wrestled as Flex Cavana. Imagine fire, fire. Name. The Rock coming back as Flex Cavana, nigga. That that would be such a fucking callback. I think, Some, man. Sometimes you just get it right on the first try. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it was just right the first time. You never do it. Again. Flex Cavana, come there. on, Bruh. So, but yeah, no. He he goes there, and then you know Vince is like, all right, I've seen enough. I want to, you know, I want to join this kid. You know, I have this kid join or whatever. So he comes on, he wins his first match, beats Goldust and Crush, RIP Crush. Um, and then from there, he um, he goes on to kind of like not have that great success as a as a face. I don't know what it is about that family, but um, having niggas start out as a face early in their careers, the crowd do not like that shit. They was yeah. they was shouting shit like die, Rocky, die at this nigga, it's bro. The, it's Mind the inherent you. racism of white people, but I, I don't like <laughs> They just don't like seeing brown baby faces. Mm. They, you have to, they don't like it. But I mean, we can talk about That's that. That's probably different. It. Keep that for the culture pod. Keep that for the culture podcast. <laughs> But um, but yeah, he goes on to like you know keep going for a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, and then um, then you know uh Vince sees something in him early or whatever, you know he gets the Intercontinental Championship, has a run with that or whatever. He actually defends it against the Sultan, and I'll bring that back yeah, up that later when I get into my <laughs> rewrite. Um, <laughs> and then um, you know after after that, you know kind of that's when it gets a little bad for him, whatever. So you know he actually gets injured in a match with mankind, comes back or whatever, joins the nation of domination as a heel, and you know the rest of the story as we know it. But today we wanted to focus on um, for our rewrite is you know what does it look like when Rocky debuts um, and then he goes on and you know from that period from when he starts out up until that heel run what does that look like if we do that reimagine and uh, since I'm hosting I'm gonna go ahead and start calling on people first so um, I'm just gonna start with Galaxy Brain out the way Channing what you got man. <laughs> 
kind of like you mentioned, I think for a lot of, I mean, a lot of kids, I'm sure in general, boys and girls, um, but I think a lot of black and brown kids, I think the rock just means a lot. Not only is he like this very successful, very talented wrestler, but for my knowledge, outside of Zach from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, he is one of the first like brown people who was on TV on a regular consistent basis, who was like so confident. Like there was even before, like obviously I was born in 1993. So I was a child when he was a baby face. I wasn't like watching wrestling until he was at that point pretty much a heel. Um, and but it just watching someone who was just like, no, I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Like I am the rock. Like I am me. I'm the people's champion. When I show up, shit happens, bro. Things get done, bro. When that interest music hits, people go up. Like, I think that was just so important. And so I think that is honestly what. I actually listen to um if you like podcasts another podcast there's a lot of podcasts about um the rock and his upcoming there's one on sports wars about him and stone cold and kind of paralleling to i thought was really dope um but one of the things they really talk about is his like confidence that is like the rocks really what took him to that next level is when he turned heel and was able to be like i don't care what y'all think of me i am who i am and i think that's what really builds his character and i think that's where they should have taken him as a baby face so i think to start him out one thing vince Hasn't really done not I think about it since like Drew McIntyre, but it was a thing for a while with like MVP where he would just have his guys who they would debut and be like, this is a five star. Even The Rock, he was a blue chipper. I think he should have had The Rock. Basically, so in the Survivor Series match, it is The Rock on Mark Merrill's team with Jay the Snake Roberts and the Stalker. And he going, he said, Crush, Gold Dust, Jerry Lawler, and Triple H. I think. You basically have Triple H's team eliminate everyone but The Rock. This is The Rock's first match. They go along the lines of basically, hey, who is this new guy? He don't deserve to be in the ring with us. Like, get him out of here. Don't tag in. Like, who is this guy? So they didn't just one on four, The Rock versus him four. And then you have The Rock wash all of them. Like, not squash them, but you have The Rock get pinned, roll up, sneaky pinned, whatever it is. You have The Rock win four times. And so basically you are establishing the rock is like not this powerhouse, but like a guy who wins. He is truly this thir- first for third generation star that I like to, like to mention all the time. Secondly, one thing I was reading on the Wikipedia page and just in other smaller articles is that Bret Hart was like his mentor. Like, I don't know how formal that capacity was. It kind of, I couldn't tell that, but it seemed very clear that Bret Hart was like definitely trying to show him the ropes. That was one of his intercontinental title matches was against Bret, who Bret didn't want to take title off him. I think, so at that Survivor Series, Brett actually defeats Stone Cold to become the number one contender. I think that next day, well, not next day, but that next Raw, you have Vince or, you know, you can have Mark Merrill do it, I guess, if you really want to. But him come out and be like, oh, The Rock should be the number one contender and Bret Hart don't deserve it. And The Rock should face Brett right now. And then have The Rock go up against Brett. Because I think also what you want to do, and this sounds kind of twisted, but you really want to accelerate that hate. So I think what happens is the quicker you get to that hate is the quicker you can get to the love. It's kind of like with Roman where it's like you can try and push Roman all you want, but it wasn't until people were absolutely sick of him, could not deal with him. And he finally turned the people were, that release came and now Roman's to the moon. And I think that's what you do is you really build the rock up as it's like hateable teacher's pet favorite. And he, he obviously not going to beat Brett and that's his second match ever, but you kind of establish it as like, oh, he is their guy. And then you have the natural progression to the nation him joining the nation, becoming the rock, dropping the mafia and all that kind of stuff. But I think what you do is that you accelerate, like I said, the evil. You really get him, you build that white hate as quickly as possible by taking on their Canadian king, Bret Hart. And you really make them think that like, oh, Vince is really about to do this. Vince is really about to put 
this guy over. That way, when it does happen against mankind, you've seen the foreshadowing. You've seen the kind of thing of like, oh, this was always in there. The Rock was always kind of susceptible to like, I'm a good guy up until it benefits me. And then it's like, fuck y'all, I don't care. And I think you kind of plant that story early too. Because one thing I do feel like is, I love that he beat mankind because I'm not a McFoley guy, hand up. Um, but it always felt like, okay, the corporation's cool. I'm glad that happened. But like, it felt like this really just kind of smacked me. I was gobsmacked when that first happened. I was like, what the fuck? Um, and so I think you build up to that a little bit better too, where like it kind of makes sense in Rock's characteristic that he would be with Vince instead of just being like, oh no, Vince just loves this guy, don't you know? Him and Shane are like Rock groupies. And it's like, oh, I didn't really know that, but okay. Um, but yeah, so that's what I think you do. I think you basically make Rock like on some undefeated Bill Goldberg shit. Just have him beating people, winning matches he shouldn't win. I mean, also, this is a side note. There's a lot of Ken Shamrock in 1996 WWE. Ken Shamrock had a lot of matches. <laughs> like I went down a rabbit hole because I was like, it was like the Rock defeats Ken Shamrock, retains against Ken Shamrock for the entire time. I was like, God damn, how many matches Ken Shamrock had? He had a lot more matches than I remember. Like, I don't remember this much in Shamrock growing up, but he was very popular, apparently. Bro, um, so you 96 through 98 <laughs> slash like 99, Ken Shamrock. That nigga was that nigga had a job, bro. <laughs> working a working wrestler, dog. I was like, bro, he was just wrestling everybody, yeah. So, I think you you help with the Triple H, you too, because Triple H is going into his DX era, so he's so anti establishment. You have the Rock as this kind of almost quasi establishment. I think you build that parallel strongs too. But yeah, that's all I got. The Rock is perfect. You can do no wrong because there wasn't too much to change. Um, but I like it. Besides I, those raps. I don't acknowledge Hey, that. we listen. We that was Dwayne. That's yo, that's I, I was that's I was very that's much Dwayne. hoping we could get through this whole shit without mentioning that mana. So I, 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 just, I just thought we could. The rapping, um, the show ballers, and then when he goes at the end of Why Did I Get Married 2, those are all Dwayne Johnson. That's not The Rock. That's someone different. That's a different character who I don't, I don't really know why he was with Janet Jackson in that movie. I really don't understand what was going on, but that's, that's Dwayne. That's a, that's a working actor. That's a guy who's in Hollywood. That's the Scorpion King you're talking about. I'm talking about The Rock. Gotcha. I'm talking about Walk Tall. Different gotcha. guy. Gotcha. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right. All right. Cyrus, what you got? All right. So I love everything that you said. It, it definitely made a lot more sense. And then, Kind of just like skipping the whole, you know, I, I guess I, I guess I'll call them like road bumps uh, yeah. with him being a baby face and just kind of just like, let's get the hatred going. Like, let's just make him a monster heel. Um, but honestly, I, I think in a, like in the grand scheme of things of like his whole career, like nobody really remembers Rocky Maivia. I think we no. only remember we only remember it because we're all like to play video packages. That entrance of, of him doing that half spin, <laughs> see it every yeah. year, just him like this, uh, and you know, trying to pay tribute to his father. I understand, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. Um, I also like uh, Bret Hart also taking the uh, the arrows for him. I definitely think that would have been a, a great thing to do for his debut. I'm not gonna act like I've watched this whole thing and like seen the lead up to uh. You know, The Rock is debut, but I definitely uh, think that you can't really enjoy the highs without going through the lows. So Rocky Maivia kind of has to stay. It, it, that, that's just how, uh, kind of how that all worked out. Um, I like the idea with the Survivor Series thing. Uh, they definitely should have built up the more of the, 
What do you mean, bro? Like, why do you, why do you want us to work with him? Like, like people should have came up to Vince being just like, you sure you want to put this boy on the team? You sure, bro? Uh, I think uh, like a lot of that, a lot of people having doubts and then, you know, kind of like The Rock just like lapping everybody just due to favoritism. Definitely would have got us there a lot uh, quicker to with like the corporation stuff and like that. But it all worked out. <laughs> so I think it's all uh, good and fun. You know what's really crazy too is like you look, obviously I've not watched, I didn't watch everything before this, but I watched some like mm-hmm. nation stuff, nation of domination stuff. It's like perfect, perfect. It's song. so, it's so, it, it's like it's something they would just never do that today, even with the hurt business. Like obviously there were so, so many parallels and I'm gonna get to that, but just like it's so like almost funny how like some stuff is so racist that they like didn't even realize it was like quasi progressive. It was like, wow, like you really oh, put these yeah. four black people on this show. Like, even though they're, they're not saying, they're saying these don't really always make sense. It doesn't really make, their motivations don't always make sense. They're just like pro black aggressively, but just like, wow, mm-hmm. like they're just really just pro, like wearing dashikis and kente cloth. Like, it's like, wow, like you really did I, that. Just look at you. I think the nation of, dom- like the nation of domination, you know, for, Whatever I don't I don't like I don't know Vince, but I definitely think that was just like a yo help him out kind of process. Yeah. Like you know, like I said, like with any yeah, Farouk, Mark Henry, D'Lo, you yeah, got a lot Mark, of Mark, vets. Mark like, Henry was one of his trainers, so oh yeah, so yeah, it was definitely um, like kind of how like NXT 2.0 has like this sort of like mentee mentor program. Like having Farouk, yeah, at that period of time, dog, he was vetted in the like. He was already a fantastic talker. Like, first champion, Ross Simmons. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like he also could throw the shit out of niggas. I was, I've been watching. I'm saying he, that was a that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stand Ron Simmons. I think he's like fantastic wrestler, goaded on the mic and everything, and he knows how to like, like with the nation. You know, uh, well, like with his promos outside of the nation, just around that time, he always had pat like. The passion was always there. You always believe what he said. So right. The Rock kind of like really like taking that or just like, you know, learning from him of all people definitely worked out in his favor. So uh, shout out to Ron Simmons, man. Shout out yeah. to Ron Simmons. Obligatory. Shout yeah. out to Karma too, man. Shout out to the whole nation, man. Shout out to all those guys, man. The, wait, the whole nation or the whole nation? Because I would like to shout out. I mean, D Lo was riding the whole train as well. Shout out to the whole train. You know, shout out to the Godfather. Shout out to Right to Censor. You know, shout out to all of them. It's oh, just let's go. the way gimmicks would really pivot is so wild. Like I love a I love a wrestler that can have a good like six seven gimmicks in in their bag by the end of their career. I'm like, look at you. Yeah. Come on, let's I go. Love Work it. The two. Sorry, side note. I love like the little twist things like. This is Dave Batista's first appearance, like when he was just like holding that like money box with like a chain <laughs> around his neck. Like it's just so a, funny. Stick was a deacon, bro. Yeah, he's a deacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right. It's just like, Rocky Mob. It's just interesting how like at the end of the day, this is just like some guys and ho- hopefully some women, but probably just some guys sitting in a room being like, what if we put them in this? And then just like going for it. Like when people get so worked up about it, it's like, guys, there's a guy who's dressed up like a demon. This is not real. This is not that serious. You guys are like cussing each other out on the internet. Over just, just, just a, 
just a random Irish man that says, <laughs> and says a random Irish man. Sometimes I just be feeling like Shinokuma, bro. And then he yeah, gets himself and then goes crazy. Hey, man. Hey, man. You yeah. know, sometimes like I lose and then I get really mad. And then <laughs> I win. Like, is that not like some of the most anime And I got to win. Right. Like, I tell people all the time, wrestling is, people think of it as sports, but it's much closer to comics. And like, it's much closer to the triumph of good over evil or Mm -hmm. evil over good. It's a story. It's a play. It's not basketball. Like it is the good guys versus the bad guys. And sometimes the good guys win, sometimes the bad guys win. But like, that's what it is. It's not uh, like the cast. I never, I never looked at wrestling as like, like a legitimate sport or try to like, You know, like, oh, this is like, you know, sports parallel because like yeah. that's a, it, that just doesn't work uh-huh. out. There's not a lot of sports comparisons I can make to wrestling storylines. So it's just like, you know, it's storytelling. It, that, that's all it yes. is. Entertainment. Yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of sports, speaking of sports and basketball, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to uh, Armand here so we can get his <laughs> off and see what you got. Mine, mine's going to be quick. Much like Cyrus, I have not watched all of it. I am familiar with, with the debut and with the progression of his career. And so I think something that would have been interesting after Survivor Series is, you know, he's this impressive baby face. He's, a, he's the sole survivor. He eliminates two guys to win it. So there are all these veterans coming to him. We know Bret Hart is mentoring him behind the scenes. I think you make it a something that, that is, is a storyline. Like Bret Hart comes up to him backstage it's like, yo, man, that was like a really like impressive performance. You know, like well, we got this heart family thing here. You come from a legendary family as well. Like and Rock's like, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of respect for these lineages, for these people who have done great things. And so Rock kind of starts hanging out with the heart family, you know, uh, accompanying them to their matches, tagging with tagging with Owen, tagging with Brett, you know, doing different things with them. But he, he, he's like this. He's like this this gullible baby face. So they, they're kind of using him, using his youth, using his energy to to help them out and like he doesn't realize he's like yo i'm, I'm hanging out with bret hart like the the the, with the, the the excellence of execution the best there is best there was like this is dope for me like i just got here and i'm already hanging out with, with one of the best here and so did they continue to use him to keep their titles and and they're prospering and then the nation of domination realizes and and, and they start talking to rock they get in his ear they're like yo you know like you you know you're definitely doing your thing you know you're hanging out with these champions but that they're using you like that they're also stifling your career like you're you're not getting any title shots you're not facing any champions you're just helping them you know keep keep their uh keep their titles and you could even make it a, a racial angle where it's like yo brother like I'm, I'm i'm trying to look out for you my man's like like no no real shit i was like is armand just giving like what how we talk to like sophomores at cornell like black sophomores like, hey, oh, you shit. white people but you need to come home <laughs> like, don't I'm, join kai fi yeah, don't, don't join fi i was like, it's, it's like I've had, this parallels what i've done <laughs> I, I see where this is going they're using you they're just yeah. using you rock yeah. come home come you, are no, you are nothing more than the person they can put on their diversity pamphlet when they yes. send emails to alumni <laughs> they don't love you like that heart family don't love you like the nation my brother come home the girls don't dance back and forth over here i promise yeah, yeah bro you could come get some chicken some kool-aid <laughs> some waistlines that actually know what they're doing so come home, Dwayne. so Dwayne. yeah <laughs> So, so I'm thinking you have Farouk in his ear, you have D'Lo, they're talking to him backstage. And then, you know, The Rock is still gullible, bright-eyed, young, like, oh, nah, man, like, they really like me, blah, blah. And then he starts to notice things, like, his matches, like, only one of them comes out. And, like, 
he loses a match and like one of them could have helped him. He's like, yo, what's going on? They're like, oh, sorry, man. Like, you know, just, just some bullshit. And, like it slowly starts to build up. And then ideally in my story, he, he doesn't get injured. He screws over Brett in a match against Farouk or D'Lo. And then like, uh, and then after the match, did they just jump the Hart family? And then he's like, and then and he, he changes his name. He puts the fist up and he's like, you know, I, I've come over to the right side now. I'm no longer brainwashed. <laughs> the coon chip is no longer activated. And then Nation of Domination starts to do their thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a positive racial angle here. But it's funny, too, because like somewhere, somewhere in the back, Shawn Michaels just like, yep, fuck that nigga, Brett, bro. Fuck yep, that nigga. Exactly. <laughs> fuck that nigga. Yeah. yeah, you show him rock. You show him rock. Yeah, yeah. So if that would have happened that way, then Shawn Michaels would have been the first nigga on Twitter just so he could say, "I didn't screw Brett. The Rock screwed." (laughs) Shawn Michaels would have bought a Kofi himself. Been like, "Yo, can I join the nation? Like, what's up?" Said, "My brothers, my brothers, my brothers. I found Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is black." (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) all right. So. All right, I'm glad I went last. I, I realized I got the big joker here. So um around so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and carry his story from uh from when he uh you know he first joins or whatever, you know, he, he goes through it, he's the baby face or whatever, he gets the IC title, or whatever, he defends it a few times or whatever. And then um one thing that I forgot to mention is that uh one of the people he defended it against, I mentioned earlier that he defended it against the Sultan. He actually defended it against the Sultan at WrestleMania. Now, mm-hmm. for you young, for you young uh, people out there listening who don't know who the Sultan is, the Sultan is also someone you may know as Rikishi. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so even before we we had cars in the mix, your man was you know putting it on, putting on for the uh, put a, for the Rock and making sure that he uh, he could get that lift. Another that working but, wrestler, Rikishi. Exa- Another exactly. working wrestler. Keeps a motherfucking job, but um, so keep that in the back of your mind or whatever. So, um, a little bit around that or whatever is like you know, when he actually starts to get like rejected a little bit, you know, he actually beats Brett by DQ after that or whatever. Um, even though he's getting mentored by him, and uh, quick side note or whatever, because I always like to have a um, I have like a running hashtag on my head or whatever, and it's just like it's hashtag damn Brett uh Brett Hart really is cool with black people. That's my hashtag that I keep in my he head. <laughs> Every time I see Brett do some shit or whatever, but um apparently when Brett was mentoring or whatever, he would not take the title from him. Like he yeah. told yeah, Vince, he's, he's like, like, I'm not taking him. the title from that nigga. I'm like, come on, Brett, still a real nigga, you know what I mean? Always been. Um, you saw it, you know, bro. You saw it. Greatest there, man, ever was, ever will be. But anyway, um, so, you know, he goes on or whatever, and um, he loses the, the IC title to Owen Hart or whatever on Raw. And then um, and then after that, he has a match against Mankind and he loses or whatever. And then this is the time where he comes back in August where he goes to the Nation Domination. I have uh, a little bit of a different scenario. I say uh, that The Rock comes back. He talks about, he just does a promo and he's like, you guys were saying things like die, Rocky, die. Rocky sucks or whatever. 
and you know blah, blah 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 all these things that you were saying about this bright-eyed uh blah blah guy or whatever out there and he's painting a picture of himself setting up how he's going to talk about himself in the third person boom here we go or whatever and he's like you said all these things about the rock you know the first time he says it whatever blah 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 little do you know or whatever you're disrespecting royalty or whatever and um you know, he he kind of goes on talking about that and he talks about himself highly or whatever and how he's kind of like sees himself as like looking over like this vast thing or whatever. And he's kind of like talking kind of like Kingwood or whatever. Right. And then a promo shot is just on him or whatever. Um, and then um, after that or whatever, he was like, you know, I, you know, I was away for a little while. So a lot of things around here, you know, weren't really taken care of. And mind you, at this time, he's like mid card, like kind of like bottom at the top tier or whatever. But this is going to be his push into that top tier. He says, um, he says, um, yeah, like, you know, while I was away, things are getting a little out of hand or whatever. But I think it's uh, time we take back control. I think it's time that the greatest uh, family in wrestling takes control of the WWF. Then the shot pans out and it's motherfucking Rikishi right to the right of the rock. And the rock starts the fucking uh, and and the rock starts the original fucking bloodline in motherfucking 97 oh, nigga <laughs> so that like you hey, grab him. that's fire bro you grab him <laughs> and the same way you had Shawn michaels with uh what's the name as the muscle diesel. or whatever nah, yeah, yeah with diesel as the muscle now you got the rock or whatever with rikishi or whatever and these niggas is whooping ass or whatever they whooping triple h ass fucking with dx and shit like that and it's great because you got them and they could go for like a little bit or whatever and then like they can even like pull in like a couple people they like they still deal brown from like um from uh what's it called uh from the nation or whatever and then like they get people like a little bit over time or whatever but then like the rock kind of like just breaks it down to like their original members and stuff like that whatever but you can get that because one thing i've never seen is the reason why i brought all this up or whatever is because i've never seen rock like run a fucking stable by himself like for real for real he kind of was like taking over the nation of domination which is why like they kind of split and then Mm -hmm. like farouk technically got kicked out and then he was like leading it from there but the whole time he was leading it, he was just doing like the character where like, you know, it's like the mean girl or whatever. She's like a completely mean to her friends or not actually like leading it. I want to see this nigga like lead it like Roman's like leading it. Like I want this like it's his. He's the mastermind. He putting this shit together or whatever. They really on the side. They really fuck with him or whatever. Like I was just like, yo, imagine that. So imagine like the same shit talking rock, except for he got a gang of niggas by, <laughs> behind him. So he's talking even more shit. I was like, oh, this should be crazy. So, yeah. And then. Here's where that shit all gets lovely or whatever. He still goes on to do what he does or whatever. He breaks that up, goes with the corporation because real like the corporation got a little bit more going on for him than the bloodline or whatever. Fast forward or whatever. Roman's still running his play. And this is the reason why Rock is coming back because Rock needs to take control of the fucking bloodline again. One more time. That's super hard. It's like a fucking Terminator movie, nigga. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back 30 years later. Y'all niggas ain't never seen it. Come on. I'm talking about a 30 year play. I ain't even see it coming. Mm. You know what? The only thing I disagree with you on that is um, I think we have seen the Rock lead a faction before. Um, I think that faction was called the WWF. Because all y'all <laughs> niggas was his sons. <laughs> so y'all all, that is, this is my faction. Mm. The, the whole Rock is my true. faction. 
Yeah, SmackDown, yeah. SmackDown was SmackDown is his show. That's my to faction. The, to the point where when people would debut, they would have them debut by having the rock in the ring and then have yeah. them come out and have talk, the rock ask, rock, yeah. who is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's my show. Y'all in my faction right now. This yeah. Titan draw. This is my this is my this is my arena. But no, that is well, yeah, that's point. what we got for the rewrite, yeah, boys. Let a faction. I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's like a him thing or if it's just a timing and never worked out, like couldn't find a partner. To I be wonder, perfectly just, honest, it's so weird. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, bro. I listen to a lot of like the rock interviews and watch this nigga talk a lot, or whatever. This nigga know how fire he is. Like mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah, very yeah. aware. So yeah. I think because of that, he was just like, yo, let me not get anybody way. Let me just solo this shit or whatever. Because like if I'm in a group, me, yeah, bro. If I'm True. in a group, but who going, they not gonna look at y'all niggas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, think about like he had a partner with mankind. He was like one of the most like particular, like you could not pick two more different superstars. Like it had to be someone so far away from him that like it, it yeah. was no like thing of like, oh, you're kind and, of like and no. such an oddity himself that like he had like that's what it was. It was like, you know, you get two bands who already did 30 years of classics by themselves and then you right. send them together on an arena tour. Like mm-hmm. that's what that was like or whatever. You can't have him with like just with ain't nobody on this nigga level, bro. He can't be with somebody. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this roster. I don't even know who you would have. Like, bro, there's no one besides like, like the nation guys. But like again, that's like a group of people. Like you can't have him partner with Yokozuna. I mean, Yokozuna <laughs> would be in the bloodline, but Vader, him and Vader, bro. No. <laughs> like what? Yeah, him and the one two three kid. No, <laughs> uh, I just imagine like Yoko's honestly, you know, who would have to be to in be? the bloodline with them. Ooh. It'd have to be like Triple H, it'd have to be like him, like also some like two man power trip. Would have had to be yeah. like, oh, we are partners because we're the two best people here. That's Yo, what it had I could to see. Be. I could see them doing a two. Like, did you see? Um, there's a there's a good clip from I think it's like 2011, one of those times when The Rock came back and like. It's the Rock, Stephanie, and Triple H in a room, and the Rock and like Triple H are like, oh yeah, to go at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I looked at that and I was like, damn, did I get enough of that when I was a kid? Like, I need to I go, go back and more. watch. I was like, how I many times like I could go they... one more? I could always yeah. go one more. That, that I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be building to a WrestleMania match at some point too. It just never happened. But uh... real talk, mm-hmm. going back to our Roman point, if if um Triple H wouldn't have gotten hurt, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the WrestleMania match for real. If he would have booked himself mm. for that, Hunter Hunter loves to book himself into a WrestleMania match. And since like The Rock seems like he's kind of busy, I, that I feel like that was probably the plan, and then that mm. got messed up. So they're probably trying to figure out now. They're probably gonna use Survivor Series to like let it like give him a week or so to like have to figure it out. But like at a certain points, like Rumble's Yo, here. What if gotta figure it out, man? What if what if like I'm going super crazy now because this has been on my spirit for a minute or whatever. One question been on my spirit, and it's just like. Is Stone Cold good enough to give me like five minutes of like just oh, disqualification, just running in, whooping ass with a chair or whatever, kicking somebody, stuttering somebody, and then like you know covering the ref over that person or whatever, like just that? I don't need him to do the whole match. I just needed something, just a little, just a little. Can I just? I could see him. I could see Stone Cold like interrupting a match, not having a match, but mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I mean. He could probably yeah. handle. He could yeah. probably handle a few interrupt, but it's like who would he interrupt the match for? Like that's yeah, the thing. That's facts. What if he It'd comes funny, out and though. he stunners both of them? <laughs> Whoever it is. <laughs> Have Roman on the broken skull sessions. That'd be yeah. Funny. But yeah. 